Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mediocre And... Mona Lisa <laughs> movies of film straight. I'm Matt. I'm Cassandra, Lisa. Lisa. And I'm uh, James Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> oh. oh, the creator, the author Leo. Of us both. Yeah. Oh, the artist. Hello, listener. How are Hello. you? Yeah. We're in post spooky season. Yeah, yes. we're in bright and sunny November, which has been mm. uh, yeah, it's it's lovely right now. We're just it is to a degree. Yes. <laughs> There's, there's pun intended. Of, got plenty of dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can get quite intense at the heat of the day. God. Oh, I love it. I love. I do. Heat. I do love it in general. <laughs> but you know, when you're there in bed at night, and you're just like, oh, I want just more coolness. If I please. Yeah. Some some of that famous Wellington. Wind. Would, would it be like you know a zephyr would be nice. Yeah. Mm. Yes, please. Mm. Yeah. Zephyr, good cider. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, talking of cool things, you know what's cool? Pop culture! Hello! Pop corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. What's everyone been watching and listening to? Honestly, it's been three weeks, so there should be... There are definitely a few things. It's that thing, though, when it's three weeks, it can sometimes... You kind of have to start with most recent and then sort of work your way back, as you remember. That's the thing. It's like the cream rises to the top. We don't have to talk about everything that we've consumed. Um, But I want to talk about some things. Go on. One thing that all three of us have watched recently, and are, in fact, planning to to watch more of after this podcast, is uh, a little YouTube channel, which we rarely shout out. Mm -hmm. Um, on this podcast we rarely talk about uh youtube channels i feel like Indeed. it is a thing but uh this it is, is culture but this is this is some real culture to be honest Love it. um some international culture yeah this in is, many like yeah. in more ways than one this what is, is this is the show jet lag the game <laughs> Um, which is a YouTube series and Nebula television series, um, mm-hmm. which is for those out there that like The Amazing Race, and you know all three of us are Amazing Race fans. Especially really the cute. early season. Particularly days. early. Like, So when I watch Amazing Race, I'm like, look, I'm enjoying this show. Yeah, same. But I wish that we were back in 2003 where we had to have scenes of people going the, to the travel mm. agents and booking flights and, and telling them, oh, don't, don't serve to those people. Yeah. Like, don't sell any mm. to them. Or, like, running through different places, getting I love lost, having to fight over, yeah. like, car bookings. Mm. And if you want that type of logistics, which sounds boring, but it's, in fact, a really great riveting. aspect. It's riveting. Mm. If you want those aspects, Jet Lag the Game is the show for you. So it's mm. a, um, I think, a spin-off of another channel, which mm. none of us watched. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> at least in great detail. Maybe Matt has. I've seen a um, few videos. It's mostly just, like, cute little explainer videos. It's like, like a yeah. non-fiction like, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of info channel. Mm. Um, but this is a spin-off, which... Uh, features um, our our faves, okay. <laughs> our faves our Ben and Adam, and other guy Sam, yeah. <laughs> and then other friends of Sam who are d- yeah. lower in the rankings. Typically two um, teams. Typically two time. teams yeah. uh, playing different games over different seasons, which involve them having to travel around uh, the country or around the world, mm-hmm. uh, doing different things. So There's they've done three, three, three seasons, seasons so, so far. far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their first one is then playing a game of Connect Four across the sort of western um, part of the United States. Mm-hmm. So collecting four states in a row like yeah. horizontally or vertically anywhere where they can make a direct line across and because of course the states are not in a neat grid uh, that provides 
lots of different opportunities for mm-hmm. people to cut each other off or different opportunities for things to open up for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also did one which was a uh, circumnavigating the globe, which mm-hmm. was really season good. Season two. And the episodes are very short as well. They're like yes, three they're episodes for season one. Yeah. 20 minutes each. 20 something yeah. minutes each per episode. And then I think like the seasons do tend to get longer, I mm. think. As more people like As more people watched it and are like, this is great. Because yeah. this is only the, the first season from last year, I think. Mm. Like it's yeah. a very recent and show. And I think they're shooting season four at the moment. Yeah. And one of the other um, handles that they have is like with old Amazing Race as well, you had to do this thing where you would like do silly stuff like beg uh, for money. Uh, yes. They don't exactly have that, but they do have these cards. They have challenges which challenges, they had to do yeah. in order to, um, yeah, sort of either to get more money in some games or for the Connect 412 to claim a state as theirs. They don't just have to go there. They have to go to the state capital and then do a challenge. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, oh, we've got said the, th- the, th- the third one is the Tag Across Europe, one, oh, which yes. is yeah. a modified version of the game of Tag. It's not, teams, it's not exactly it's, yeah. Tag, mm. um, but, it, it, but it requires just to be our, our, our three best boys yeah. <laughs> not yes. have to have another guest um and to yeah sort of have them each pairing as chasers and one person being the, the person fleeing towards a goal and honestly i miss when when the the local transportation is the villain you know ah, love that yeah. it's so great just you like, make your plans and they get, you get you're there and then you're trying to land but there's a snowstorm so you yeah. gotta go back like yeah. how's that gonna Those and then like balls. Realizing, yeah, there's a point in the circumnavigating the globe where they realize that the only way that they're going to be able to get enough money in the particular country they're in is for a team to, to gamble, <laughs> to just go to the casino and mm. try to gamble away the current funds. But hey, which, that's, um, that's spoilers for yeah, you. But like, there's, there's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more that's anarchic fun. and chaotic, I think, than, so fun. than the sort yeah. of more yeah. manufactured reality shows that we're often seeing and so yeah. that's why it's, it's so enjoyable it's great and um, plus like yeah we, we, we just think the personalities of the the, the boys is mm. very good i think yeah. you'll i don't know like if, <laughs> we all root for the same boys we all root for the same boys so if you come in i mean i i saw it as like clear protagonist and clear antagonist yeah. every season yeah. but you know you might it's, feel differently yeah. Yeah. and it's very um, slightly edited as well like obviously it's not the budget of something like The Amazing Race, but, like, it's very dynamic and, you know, and they're just shooting on their cell phones. Yeah, and they're doing good things to, to, to think about stuff. Like, they have, like, carbon offsets that they have to pay for all of mm. the, like, air travel that they're doing. They've included things like you're not allowed to race between, like, uh, I think generally it's, like, between mm. 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. So well, yeah, they have they've to got go a 48-hour rest period or something. Um, so, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's different rest periods rest, for yeah. different things, but there's always make sure that they have rests and they have, like, food built into it so that they mm. know that they're looking after themselves and each other, which I think is a really mm. good part of game design. And I like that they, you know, include mm. that as they're telling it so it's not just about, like, running themselves totally ragged. Yeah. Um, yeah and they fun. have to, yeah, do wild More stuff. More please. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm so keen for season four. Yeah. I hope this time my boy Ben finally takes it out. That's all I want to say. Awesome. Is that your? Uh, so that's else? one for me. Um, I other one I think I'll also share with James is Ooh. that we saw um, a film called Decision to Leave recently. Yeah, I saw that in the in the film festival months yeah. ago. Well, Luke. Matt has seen it beforehand. But I we do. Saw it yeah. Recently. Well, yeah. we can talk um, about. It. I don't. I, don't I, I believe I didn't talk about it when yeah. uh, I saw it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like yeah, it's it's like a really kind of. Um, I feel like it works kind of as the sort of noir. Mm. 
kind of yeah noir but also there's like elements of comedy and elements of like romance and mm. yeah a lot of different sort of genre kind of mixing stuff in there there's sort of surrealistic editing sometimes mm. which mm. is really interesting for sure um I, I really enjoyed it i think it's a little bit over long um, yeah i but, liked yeah. it to an extent i think the filmmaking is very um impressive like mm. the editing and everything and i love like as a you know a vertigo stan like i love that kind of aspect of it like the psychosexual part between mm. the two of them but i, I kind of lost me towards like the last third where it kind of went from okay spoilers psychosexual to like real emotions love question mark <laughs> i didn't quite get the bridge there but maybe a rewatch will exacerbate I that i or... feel like i bought it i feel I like i bought the last story, the last I, story yeah but, but maybe that's just me i don't know like i mean a rewatch will you know make my position clear whether i you know yeah. And some some films just do require rewatch yeah. sometimes. Mm. To I, explain for the premise as well for listeners at home, so this is about a, a detective who is investigating a murder case, and he develops this kind of relationship, or mm. like, yeah, becomes infatuated with one of the suspects in the case, Love and that. it just sort of yeah it continues from there. I think because I'm a big fan of Park Chan Wook's other films, so he's done stuff like Old Boy and The Handmaiden and Stoker, Stoker, yeah, Thirst. Um, and I've really enjoyed those. They're like super genre-y, super like yeah. often bloody and visceral, but they've always been quite serious. And I was really surprised by the humor in this. I was like, it's surprisingly funny. Yeah, there's a lot of funny um, moments funny, in yeah. it. We were, yeah. some, we were cracking up in cinema and a lot. It, it just felt like <laughs> lighter than his other stuff. Like, mm. and, and the love story, like, I don't know. Yeah, we really bought it that it was like, I it was quite refreshing. Yeah, I didn't know? buy it. This this watch, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I won't the next time, and I'll be like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean that part. I enjoyed. I really liked the craft of it. It felt really like alive for some of those like vertical shots of like they're they're in this cliff a lot of the time, and it's mm. really like yeah, yeah. interesting. Anyways, um, just watch it. And great. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth a watch. Great yeah. cop scene partners as well. They are yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I had a real. It's about the time. Watch more foreign films, honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, following on from that, from the noir, it is Noir Vimba now, which is <laughs> oh, a, um, nice. a, I don't know, some people after Halloween uh, decided to carry on the tradition of watching genre films, and I have done that, and I saw a film that, like, I just, you know when you see a film and you're like, oh, that is, like, one of my favorites, I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but it's locked it in, is Sam Raimi's A Simple Plan. Um, with, oh, um, 98? I think, yeah, 98. With Billy Bob? Billy Bob I've and not seen it. the two Bills, Bill mm. Paxton and Billy Bob. So we talked about um, Bill Pullman last time, and then I was like, I should see more of both of their work in order to better differentiate them in my head. And mm-hmm. how it's worked is like, I'm Paxton is quite like rough as a name, mm. Paxton, mm. and like he's got more it's of a grizzled a. face. It's the a. I think yeah. it's the X. For it's me. the X. Oh, I but think. his face is more of an A, and Pullman's face is more of a U. I think visually. Okay, that's a really interesting way of thinking of it. My my way of locking it in is like Paxton sounds rough and mm-hmm. harsh. His face is a little bit more grizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whereas Pullman, very soft name, like very flowing. Yeah. And his face and floppy hair from Casper is more like soft to me. So mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to differentiate them in my mind. Anyway, and Paxton kind of has the bigger um, uh, filmography. Like he's probably in more well-known kind of movies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh. Whereas I, I think I have a softer spot for Pullman. Um, mm, he's anyway. a softer boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a great noir film. It feels like a Coen Brothers film. Um, and I know that Raimi and Coen Brothers have worked together a little bit. And but... so have Billy Bob and the Coen. Yeah. Well, like, 
Okay, so the premise of it is is two brothers and a friend, uh, um, they're trying to chase this fox, which just like uh, their dog ran after it and they discover this plane and this plane is full of like a bag full of money, tons of money. And Paxton is like this quite like upstanding, like very put together kind of brother. And Billy Bob is pretty, he's playing like a real fuck up. Like he's like mm. a, a quite a dumb, but quite sincere kind of brother like he feels things deeply but he's just not quite smart and then he has a friend that he really feels more tied to than his brother and basically the film plays out around like what should they do with the money and what allegiances are going to be formed also has Bridget Fonda playing the wife of Bill Paxton Mm. who becomes this kind of like Lady Macbeth like character who is like actually trying Mm. to engineer how to make sure that they don't get caught it's really really good but the relationship between Bill Paxton and Billy Bob is the heart of the film and I think Billy Bob's performance is like it's like all time like yeah, I did he got not nominated for an Oscar for it <laughs> yeah I did not expect it to be this good because it's just like he's not acting it's just like he's living you're just oh, like living yeah <laughs> he's living like um, as Cody says I'm sorry. he is um fully in it and you're like and it weirdly reminded me of one of my relatives who has since passed so it was like this weird like emotional like connection thing as well um and it just plays out like the whole story around how these kind of crime just fall to pieces i was like damn this is great because like quick and the dead i also watched recently that was really impressive but this was like wow that is such a slam dunk of a nice. film you've really sold me on this film really yeah. oh it's so good yeah. like i was like oh that was just you... you know 10 a.m on a saturday I yeah was he like... did, i literally just like got out of bed and like, i'm gonna watch a simple plan <laughs> yeah. and i kept hearing because it is a very anxiety making film yeah i was working in the other room <laughs> and i would just hear james go oh no oh well, it's just like people... these yeah. pained noises because things people would make decisions and it would be going oh, really bad no. for them yeah <laughs> and no one is explicitly bad in the film oh. you know they're all morally complicated yeah. and they're all just making these terrible decisions and it just ratchets the tension like crazy um so yeah highly recommend checking i love out. that though i love that feeling when you watch a film and you're like or a, a tv show or something mm. you're like this is yes, my new fan yeah, absolutely yes. this is just nuts and bolts like just good <laughs> this was nuts and bolts yes <laughs> that's what you want um another one that i checked out which i believe you've seen as well is barbarian oh yeah i have seen barbarian yeah. um yeah so uh during the halloween uh, time obviously I was watching a bunch of movies and this was one of the ones i caught in the cinema um yeah the, the buzz for this one is very high yeah so i was like i want to watch it everyone is talking about barbarian yes and i don't want to get caught i don't want to spoil myself before seeing it no and, and i'm glad i wasn't spoiled about what malignant was because i'm i'm glad yeah. so i didn't want a situation where i you know didn't know beforehand yeah i think um i had a really good time with barbarian i don't know if yeah. it was like fully like this is incredible but it was like this was a really great fun horror it's just I miss seeing horror movies in a cinema. Yeah. I was just... It was very, you know, tension-filled. Especially, I think, the first 40 minutes or so of the yeah, film. Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> clutching. Yeah. Clutching my ice cream wrapper. Yeah. Um, we had a moment <laughs> where a certain character emerges from a hallway. And uh, a person behind right behind us was like whoa I like love, i love that full body the guy next to me as well like i didn't know him he was from another like you know movie party and he was doing the same thing we were just like clutching 
yeah. whatever he was having, and it was just like I love this communal experience. Yeah, um, and it's also pretty funny. It's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, and I also love the moments where everyone just screams. Yes, and because I laugh, it makes me laugh. Like we just movie, you tricked us. Yeah, and I love being a dumb fool. Yeah. Just <laughs> and it's it's playing with genre. Like first half feels more kind of serious and creepy, and then mm. it just gets into more. Uh, fun full-blown not comedy but you know it's just it's like a fun horror i think the structure is really impressive yeah. and i i think the i really liked bill skarsgård's performance i thought mm, he was he yeah. was on that line because he plays good casting yeah he plays pennywise he's played other bad guys in this film yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> um uh but, <laughs> multiple roles yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pennywise the clown shows up <laughs> um but no he's like and he reads on screen as as pretty creepy um, well, yeah, I mean, look. so you're just wondering, is he like just an odd man or is he a killer? What's happening with him? And I thought the writing and the performance good. all combined was just like, that's good, man. He made some, <laughs> he's an oddball character, like, and, and you don't know where he lands. Um, but yeah, check it out, Barbarian. Um, and yeah, when it gets into more conventional genre stuff, that stuff is all great too. I think it's fun because it like makes, makes it kind of this elevated horror you know thing where they're like trying for some like more thematically complex uh messages in the film but also Mm. it's a lot of it's a lot of fun just like a stupid horror yeah Mm. it's a bit of both worlds yeah which i liked about this film and justin long is in it i won't talk too much about him but i really i really really enjoyed him yeah yeah he's he's got a good knowingness around how he reads on screen and how he subverts that um yeah, uh, I think that's me. How coy of us. Um, yeah, we did so good at not spoiling good that. Um, I've got two more. Um, yeah, some, go on. Some New Zealand uh, stuff. So we went and saw Show Ponies the other night. Yeah, we did a whole week of shows, actually. Yeah, I was did. thinking about talking about this, but I was like, nice. I think James needs to have a have sure. chance to talk about some stuff, too. Oh, I got plenty. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, we saw a bunch of shows. Yeah, um, so we've seen a lot of, like, we saw, like, four shows that I really enjoyed, to be honest, this week. So we saw um, Fair Beasts on Wednesday, mm-hmm. yeah. which is by Horse with No Name, which is just silly, awesome anarchic. Awesome come back, yeah. Great. Mm. Oh, the big the Loch Ness monster reveal mm. is so great. Like, I don't know if you've... Did you see this show, Matt? I, see, I saw both seasons. Mm. Yeah. I just... I love that the Loch Ness monster plot is about how she's, so being, how she's being underestimated because she's a woman in the police force. <laughs> 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 like, that just, as a concept, tickles me so much. It's, it's so really funny. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, costumes and the silliness, great. So good. Um, I just saw The Woman in Black over at Stagecraft, which Ooh, was like some really great creepy. performances, some Love. beautiful lighting design, really yeah. good. Some jump scare things that, but I think we were right at the front, so we were actually the least, <laughs> yeah. the least scared by yeah. jump scares because it's all the people hiding in the sides yeah, yeah, that course. people mm. are jumping mm. out at you and doing the <laughs> noises and things. <laughs> yeah. Whereas we're like quite safe close to the front of the yeah. stage. But it's always good. You don't see much horror players, so it's mm. nice to... Um, yeah one doesn't not you but uh, (laughs) one doesn't yes um Um, and then yeah we saw show ponies on friday night yeah um which was yeah it was just beautiful to poetry so excited to see yeah so which is a uh, yeah it's a poetry theater crossover show poetry Mm. missed with like a like a like a rock show like like, yeah it's designed to like try and be a little bit more like and how would you know james you've never seen a show well i've been to this but yes freya zagrove's whole sort of concept for it is like the person that uh, yeah i guess created the show in the first its first Mm -hmm. iterations um it was yeah to do what if 
poets were like Beyonce. Um, <laughs> and so, cool. yeah, it's uh, poetry with backup dancers and, uh, yeah, sound design lighting and lighting and effects smoke. and smoke. That sounds, sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like, a, I guess, elevated poetry reading in that extent. Yeah. And um, I think yeah. show ponies, it might not be Freya running them, but they're, they're, I'm not sure she lives over in Sydney now. I think there's a plan for it to continue just with, continue with other people emceeing and yeah. leading it. Yeah, um, be awesome. But, well, yeah. It's just really impressive kind of range of kind of poets um yeah all from different perspectives and it was really rejuvenating because you know sometimes you don't take in poetry as much like i I find you have to kind of set aside kind of Mm. time so hearing poets get up and speak their words yeah really fun way there were a lot we really liked you know like nathan joe always great Mm -hmm. i really love ruby solly had one where she did like taonga puoro and then Mm. did like poetry like between the two it was like very very cool very impressive and had like a full recorded soundscape that she's talking over the top of yeah. Um, it was Dan Goodwin, I think. Was yeah, the Dan poet that was oh, yeah. very yeah. good. It was yeah. so it was, it was still like euphoric. It was like so yeah, joyous, nice. okay. like their, their, their whole sort of thing, it's as well as the lighting and sound and stuff that they oh, had the with sound it. for that was incredible. Yeah, it was Amon doing, doing the music, Amon, right? Yeah. yeah. That sounds um, sexy. Anyway, it was very, very cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and then you saw another show. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Owls Do Cry? Yes, we saw Owls Do Cry by Red Leap over at Circa last night, which, yeah, I was like... Which will still be running. Which will still be running. Um, and I would, yeah, I would really um, recommend it. I think it's. Drops. <laughs> I mean, I think James and I, you know, having not read Alice Do Cry, we're both. <laughs> Janet Frame. Both, mm. yeah, not they're actually award- knowledgeable they're- Janet Frame people to speak on this. We really should. Treason. Um, they, I've they- never, I haven't read it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, there was some parts <laughs> where it was like, obviously, it's, it's, it's a very loose. I guess adaptation is not even a word. It's it's a response to the yes, book. Yes, yeah, but I do think that I, we, we would have gotten more out of it if we did know it. So if you're a person who's a fan of the Wikipedia, book, I'm sure you'll get even more maybe, out of it. Hopefully, um, but the uh, I just thought like yeah, it's like a dance movement music sort of show. Mm. Uh, a lot of like physical theatre stuff. Just I think it was six performers who were all just really outstanding. Yeah. Um, like the the dance, but also there's yeah, like the singing is like really incredible. There's one singer who has this. Oh, just like one of the like such an incredible voice. One of those people mm. who like as yeah, just in terms of control and like tone and like different Star like power. voice flavor. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I want her album now. Like yeah, it's so yeah. good. Um, but then like just physical. There's one guy who does like dance, but also like really good like physical comedy in there as mm. well. And then it's yeah, Eden Mulholland did the soundtrack um, for it, and I always love his sound design and composition. Mm. It's just like ugh, beautiful. So, yeah, I would really, really recommend that as well. Yeah. Theatre. Just great. Go and see live performance, guys. If you're out there, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And my final pick was uh, Hans Puckett just dropped their album No Drama, which I was listening to today, which is just so delightful. Like, they are always such a fantastic band. Mm. Um, They're based here in uh, in Wellington. Um, And, but this, like, some of the, the compositions for this are just, like, just real there's like trumpets there's like it's just like (laughs) oh amazing yeah like how they've composed it and like put it together it's just this and there's so many earworms so many bops um yeah it's just really really cool i mean we know um uh two of the artists two of the band (laughs) yeah um fairly well did some improv with them and stuff like that and have collaborated with them in the past and it's just so cool to see them like just absolutely yeah. killing it and like going off a big international tour I haven't heard the new album yet but yeah I'm so proud they're doing big and better things mm. love their stuff if you're listening bring back the Hans Pocket original EP 
on the internet. I cannot find it. All I have is Jalapeno on Spotify, which is good also, but it does not have your bops. Um, cheap white wine <laughs> and uh, the other ones that I love. You know, <laughs> they know I'm front page, uh, front page, I'm front row on the shows multiple times. Front page, man, front lover, page. Hands, this is a lover of hands pocket. Um, yeah. yeah. Rolls, we'll take um, you in this posture yeah. when we release this um, one. I think, I'm sure they have a band camp. I listen to it on Spotify. Check it out. Support them. Um, yeah. Maybe it is still support on Bandcamp, the boys. But yeah, put it on Spotify, boys. Yeah. Love it. Right, Matt? You go. Oh, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> I mean, since we're in the music realm, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the uh, <laughs> album drop we of this century oh, of yeah. the Queen of Pop, Megan Trainer. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, she um, also dropped an album the same day as two other queens That's of insane. pop. Ugh, I don't know. Megan Trainer is just. Ugh. No. It's a no for me. Just I just can't get over that she's married from the Spy Kid. Oh, boy. yeah. Joe Sabara. Yeah. Um, I think Megan Trainor, to me, just her tacky use of nostalgia is very off-putting to me. She'll yeah. always be the writer of All About the Bass, the music yeah. that we, we used for uh, Gift of the Gab, <laughs> James's solo uh, show. We did, yeah. Um, Look, if... I think if, like, you looked up Chugi in the dictionary, it would be Megan <laughs> Trainor. picture of Megan Trainor. Like, that's just the vibe. Anyways, I don't... I'm not here to talk about Megan Trainor. <laughs> I'm here to talk shit about her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so two big albums dropped. Um, Taylor Swift's Midnight's dropped, which, you know, everyone's listened to. Yes. Uh, I'm the problem. I've I've listened to James listening to it. That's okay. I do, I do like the album. There's no, like... Okay, there's maybe one song that I don't really like in the in the album called Vigilante Shit, which I don't love when she's posturing mm. and she doesn't have the natural swagger for it. But I do love when she's bratty also. So, mm, it's okay. Um, this album is fine. There's no really bad songs on it to me. I think it's interesting um, the way she kind of reflects back to herself and her self-image again. She's going back to kind of like reflecting on how people perceive her. Whereas like that was different in folklore. It was more introspective and this was kind of more like looking in, but like making fun of herself as well. Mm. Um, It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't love Taylor Swift's visual storytelling. Like, all her videos are still kind of, like, very... I haven't seen any of the ...immature to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've seen I any of the I just know about the controversy where she was standing on the, um... The weight... On the scale, which scale. said fat. Yes. Mm. And they cut that out. I mean, yeah. Good job on cutting it out, I guess, but... Yeah. <laughs> Good job on cutting it out, Taylor Swift. <laughs> well done. Um, Shouldn't have done it in the first place. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. I, it's not my favorite album of hers. I think it's fine. It's a fine album. Just not a lot of standouts. My favorites are the first two songs, um, Maroon, the second track, and mm. Lavender Haze, which I really like. And her other songs that I like in the album were in the 3 a.m. edition, which was not in the original 13 oh, songs. Okay. Glitch which is like a sticky kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, and also a really good song called um, Kura Wura Shura. Or Wura Kura Shura. One of those. One of those. Amazing mm. pop song. Oh, cool. What are your thoughts? Um, I feel similarly. I like Taylor, I listen to because I really connected with folklore. Um, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But all her other kind of stuff, I try to listen to Red 
um, the Taylor version or whatever it is, and I was like, oh, there's not really stuff here for me. Um, <laughs> it's just, just I like Taylor at a certain speed, and then I like her other like, like fucking smash it all, wreck it all, break it down, whatever it's called. Reputation? What do you mean? No, Which what's her one? one where she's blank like... Blank space? Which no, one? No, no, I like blank space. What's her one that she's... Uh, rip it up? What's it called? Oh, shake <laughs> it off. Shake it up. <laughs> shake it off. Wreck it all. Wreck it all, rip it up. Um, Blow it down. Like, that speed, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, they're poppy, they're airworms. But I really like the introspective, like, folklore and to a slightly lesser extent, ever more. But, um... That's the one that I'm just like, because I like like sad, moody shit that I can walk around and like feel like yeah, my James life likes is... to just look out windows as brain oh, yeah. comes down. Look, um, folklore and evermore, great fall music. Yeah, love her indie girl drag. She has the songwriting skills for it. Yeah, um, sometimes she's very annoying. Yeah. Because just of who she is as a person. Yeah, she's a person. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's very like. You know, I don't I find like... it least annoying in, in the autumnal mood. Yeah, I don't mm. like when people are like, you know, don't play... But she sometimes does play the victim when she's very, mm. you know... She has a lot of power over a lot of other people. And, and <laughs> a lot of private jets. Oh, fun. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the other thing that... Uh, the other thing that happened... The other thing uh-huh. that happened. Oh, God. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Release an album, and yeah. I just love. I actively listened to this. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We disagree. <laughs> I enjoyed though. it. We disagree. No, I, I like, I like. <laughs> I'm not saying this is the best song. I'm just saying that I enjoyed this album, and I was like, this song I enjoy, and I think it's a bop. And Matt was like, I hate this song. This is the worst song in the album. What's called this again? is Beach House. Um, it's called Beach House. It's a I song for. Hate it's it. a song for musical theater lovers it's only. It's uh, It it's reminds me of 303. It's silly. Like it's a silly song. Maybe it's got mid 2000s energy. Yeah. Because it's silly. There's there's know. boys. They come in in the background do. and do they, backing yeah. voices. It's a silly song for silly people. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm curve like is... I'm like yes, I'm mm-hmm. here to like have RTDs on the beach <laughs> with my hair. like. Yeah. This is like what a silly song. But like in general, the album I think is is, is fun. I, I've enjoyed most of it. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> like, I just I just like that she knows her sound, but she's also developing her her sound as an artist. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more mature now. It's not as. Uh, like super pop of of like emotion it's got like a bit more disco the production is a bit more sophistication emotion will it's always co- have a soft spot oh fucking, like it fucking emotion is banger bangs. after banger yeah like i there was one show i think it was drag race or something and they had run away with me as a lip sync and once those horns come in i don't mm. know what the lip sync mm. was i started weeping <laughs> just because of the production but they're such good horns they're so they're good, so good. Uh. I did try to have that as an alarm at one point. I lasted for about three days before <laughs> so I was stressful. like, I'm going to have a heart attack every time that I wake up. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, I love that she's leaning into this more disco sound, but like it's still recognizably Kylie. It's like she's morphing into Kylie Minogue a little bit with her sound. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Ray Minogue. So yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy The Loneliest Time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um, had a good time with it too. Yeah. I had a thing to say about Taylor Swift, but I can't remember what it was. Must not be important. Um, <laughs> oh, she was in Amsterdam? I don't know. Have any of us seen Amsterdam? What? Will any of us plan she's, to she's see Amsterdam? Amsterdam? She's a famous clip. 
Have you seen oh, the, the movie. Film? The yeah. movie. It's like, she's never been to Amsterdam? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's in the film Amsterdam. In the film. Yes. We've already forgotten her. Yeah. Yes. James has Came just got a with. location tracker on Taylor Swift and you can tell you right now she's God. cycling I was going to go see Amsterdam on like a cheap Monday or something because I'm like, I it's just $11. Don't. And then I saw the running time and it was very long and I was like, no. I don't have time for I this. Just, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if anybody should cover it, it's probably a podcast, but I don't want to. Um, we'll see. We'll move on. We've got other, so, there are so many mixed bags in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't really been consuming a lot of fictional media, like Barbarian and Jetlag, the game show. But I have, I don't know, I've just I don't know been... Jetlag is fictional media. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> They really did go around the world. <laughs> they man. did, they did. But <laughs> I, yeah. I guess my segue is I've just yeah. been. Matt um, thinks all of jet lag was like, like the moon landing. <laughs> the moon landing. <laughs> Speak, I mean, look, I just have been. I don't know. I've my brain broke, and I just watched a lot of YouTube. So I just like watched a lot of like well well produced explainer videos. And oh. my favorite channel is Johnny Harris because he's just got well produced videos. Mm, um, nice. Really good storyteller. It's like about like cultural and socio political issues that really explain it clearly and the visuals are amazing and i'm not just talking about the graphics he is a beautiful man (laughs) (laughs) um and also it's funny because i was watching a lot of these videos and one of them was like um how did all the nfl teams get their names and guess what i watched a lot of sports over the last two weeks like a lot of it so i watched so monday night football is happening at the moment ah. nba is happening at the moment. i was gonna the, be like what's matt been doing where he hasn't been watching pop i see the world the world <laughs> series is happening at the moment i've never watched baseball in my life before but it is the championship games mm. so i'm like i will watch it i don't know why but now i am in it um the mls championship was the soccer league had their championship match today so i will catch up with it okay. after today so i don't know what it is and my is it is this me in my 30s i it's feel jo- it's a October. i felt a similar thing where like I was, <laughs> the world cup is coming and i'm excited yeah, i was very <laughs> i was glad to have seen owls do cry it was a wonderful time but then i also found out that it was the black ferns and they were like facing france and it was a very this tight drama game. Sport. and i was like oh look because I saw the quarterfinals and I was like, oh, that was... We did also walk through town. There were lots of people going like, yeah! yeah. And like yeah. shouting because they'd just won as That's we like, left the theatre. <laughs> and also that speed is a lot more wholesome than, I don't know, like the All Blacks are great too, but it's like, it's just, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's something lot. new. It's mm. exciting. I used to watch Wellington Phoenix games at uni. Sometimes I'd cut class to watch Wellington Phoenix games. Wow. I know. I mean, wow. I can... Who is I, this? Patrick Barnes? I've got my degree now, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, actually, they're going to return the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please get that back. Um, and it's really fun seeing games live. Um, I don't know. These... Like, I've always been an NBA bitch, so I watch basketball. <laughs> the emphasis on that. Um, but now I'm like, if I watch other sports, I don't know what this era is for me. It's very confusing, but I welcome it and see how it <laughs> updates to come, I suppose. Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I welcome the new jock, Matt. Yeah, jock. <laughs> his, his sports era. It's, I was going to say it's Jocktober, but it's, it's not, not anymore. It's, it's, I don't know. What's, there was a good sport. Vember. <laughs> <laughs> well talking of entering new eras going to college is always about entering a new era especially all this like sexy lesbian energy um well not necessarily um, implied but in some people implied implied. uh so let's get to our feature presentation mona lisa smile 
feature presentation. Famously, the um, the sequel to the Smile franchise. Um, mm. They made this I'm, joke on the chat. Yeah, I'm now um, looking forward to um, Elizabeth the First Smile and <laughs> um, who else's? I want to see Albert see, Einstein Smile. I want to see Julia Roberts laugh. That's that's the movie I want to oh, see. Yeah. Betty Davis's eyes, like yeah, yeah Greta Garbo's light. Betty Grable's legs. I'm oh sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Um, no, lost it. I was going to do. Who's the cigarette lady? Um, what? The Blue Angel. Um, Marlena, Marlena Dietrich. Dietrich smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, Matt, why did you choose this one? I so like. I don't know. It's we are kind of in this limbo. Personal picks. It's I personal love it. picks. Yes, it's era. personal picks personal again. Era. I don't. I just wanted to. I was in the. I was hankering for. It. I had too much male energy with the sports. I think. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to watch some women. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that was, Matt just did the hams. Yeah, you know. The from, Saoirse from, Ronan from Little Women. Yes. Um, I don't know. I kind of. This was in our list of like films that we were considering for mixed bag. We have a long list of films we might or might not get through. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why not? You know? Nice. It's time. It's oh. time. Sometimes we just, we just, you know, roll on into it. Absolutely. Right. Does anyone um, have any personal I thoughts? have watched this film before. I am, <gasps> I know. But I did not remember anything about it. Like, it was one of those <laughs> things where I remembered it was about Julia Roberts teaching art history in the 50s. Um, I, right. I remembered there were lots of girls in the class, but I didn't even remember it was a women's college. <laughs> I was just like, I guess just a lot of women taught this class. Yeah, I kind of assumed um, it was just like, to me in my head, it was like dead poet society, but women. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. I feel like in, in many ways it and, is. Well, we'll but, talk uh, about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have watched it at some point, probably in the late thousands from a DVD. In what context? Family just DVD home? night yeah, right, sort of thing. Right. Um, that's, yeah, but I it did not leave an impression, to be honest. Um, mm. And yeah, we were going through like, you know, as we tend to when we watch films, guessing various plot points. And mm. I did not feel that I had any advantages <laughs> on anyone else as to, to guessing what was going to happen in the film because I did not remember. Mm. Um, so that's really all my my stuff. Have either of you guys seen this one? I before? have not. Uh, my history with this is I would wander around United Video in Hamilton East, which is sadly gone, uh, and I would wander around the drama section, the M, and I'd look at uh, Mona Lisa Smile and something called Midnight something with either Jake Gyllenhaal or Toby. can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and October Sky, and I'd always be like, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> These dramas seem too serious. Yeah. So I would never see it, but I distinctly remember the DVD art. Um, but yeah, know, of all of them, like looking yeah, at it. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about what it was about. You could have told me anything, and I would have been like, sure, it's not at least a smile. <laughs> I think the thing I remember most about this film is that it made Julia Roberts the highest paid woman in Hollywood or something. I think her paycheck was like 20 million or something oh for this role. It was very high. I mean, she's in it. In a lot. She's the lead. She's, yeah. I mean, she's in almost every show. She plays show. Mona Lisa herself. <laughs> <laughs> and so by this point, she's won her Oscar. Yeah, she has won her Oscar. Yes. Aaron Brockovich, right? Yes. Um, yes. And she's kind of, yeah. I guess veering girl. into more dramatic territory. Has she done Notting Hill at this point? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah that 90s. was before. That's that was 90s. before. Oh, yeah, this right. is 2003 we yeah. worked out. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen, I haven't actually seen The year many... before Closer. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this okay. is the next stage, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many Julia Roberts films except for Closer and Aaron Brock. Like, I've seen, like, the She's in a lot of films. Except, well, she's not really. That's the weird thing. Like, her pool is quite small. But, yeah, Pretty Woman's Run the one that I haven't seen. 
or Runaway Bride. You know, like America's Sweethearts. The two big like Ocean's Eleven gear ones. Yeah, I've seen the Oceans, but um, I just she's in less than you would think. I August Osage County. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen Love. This is great audio. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listing films. You too can list them. Okay, yeah. yes, I'm doing this one. Okay, right. James right, is about right, right. to describe the plot for us in a favourite segment we like to call Movie in a Minute, and it's going to start now. Catherine is a time traveller, and she <laughs> comes from uh, the year 2003 <laughs> to the 1950s, uh, and she has been brought to this very conservative school called Wellesley, is that what it is? Yep. Um, and uh, there she learns that um, progressiveness uh, uh, is dangerous, uh, because her uh, fellow teacher um, is asked to be gone, because she was uh, supporting um, contraception, uh, and then she has to teach a class on art history, and there's a whole bunch of gals in there there's Maggie Gyllenhaal and Kirsten Dunst and uh, um, a bunch of others anyway there's a teacher that is sleeping with uh, his students and she's like he's a bit of alright goodbye to my old boyfriend who wants to propose to me I'll have him and then one of the girls gets together with another guy and then Maggie Gyllenhaal <laughs> um, actually decides to be mates with Kirsten Dunst who what's my time um, decides to initially she's like five. you just need to get married Four, and settle three, down but then she's like actually two, I should achieve my dreams one. and go become a lawyer at Yale okay. that was I don't know if anybody's going to have gotten a lot from that that, that plot was reflective of the kind of meandering <laughs> nature that we have. of Mona Lisa Smile I mean got really got an ensemble look te- technically ensemble. Catherine played by Julia is not a Textually, a time Not travel. Textually, but certainly feels. There's that way. a lot of evidence one could yes. give for an interpretation. We'll talk that she had about come it. From you could do a full two-hour YouTube video. Yeah. Explaining yeah. why. Oh my god, Jenny Nicholson just dropped a three-hour video. I know. About... I'm literally like, maybe I'll watch that after yeah. you guys go. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Well, am I leaving too? <laughs> yeah, we'll send James away. Yeah. After. Um, <laughs> no, I'm keen on watching it too. It's about a like a Evermore. A ride. This thing, it's about yeah. the theme park which she went to, which is a fairy-themed theme park, which is called evermore yeah but Taylor it's not Swift. it's unrelated to Taylor well Swift. it's unrelated no, it's not but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it looks like i started like Three the hours. youtube preview Oof. and it was even just with no sound it was like this is hooking me i got other stuff we to got do. it wait, wait, anyway james we, um, we really need to talk about the film that we're well, talking about right now well we've talked about the plot but we gotta talk about the heart this is like the, le- the most the, the most immediately distracted away from the film that I feel like we've ever been. Hey, you know. Um, look, there's a lot of hot gals in this. Um, oh, but hot for girls, me, hot I think I feel like the, the queen of them all is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's great in this film. She's, yeah. So her character is she's kind of like sexually liberated. She's the one who's getting the contraception from the school nurse. A bit more bohemian than um, the other girls. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of like. Freewheeling through society. Um, She's sleeping with all the married men and uh, the professor and all of the other people and, you know... She's also uh, really looks up to Julia Roberts' character and she sort of sees her as a model for, like, um, you know, being a, an unmarried woman in mm-hmm. her, you know, 30s. This shock the- horror. Um, and, yeah, I think yeah. She's, she's great. She's, she's she styled good. well. She's just She's so, a good like, actress as well. So like, Yeah, she's so confident. Her, her like, swagger, you her know? Post- exactly, mm. her swagger. And the way she styles. So everyone, apart from a few people, is styled very <laughs> typically 1950s. Yes. And she is still styled as 1950s. But, but it's 1950s, like, a looser, tied shirt, yeah, like, capri looser, pants type, chiquer, you know? Kind of like she's more got a modern. Neck yeah, at one absolutely. Point, we're like, yes. And then her hairstyle as well is looser. She has it in like, mm. uh, like a messy pony. Like, yeah. 
it was very hot and like yeah it just the the energy that she exudes is uh yeah yeah jake <laughs> you know forever has been the i guess the media's fascination as the hot john hall i don't know not Got him con- not yeah. Yeah. prince of persia does not compare he was still yeah. in his boy era as well yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah have you seen donnie darko where they play siblings yeah that's funny she calls yeah. him a fuck or something suck face suck. No, suck. No, not suck. <laughs> yeah. I have seen Donnie Darko but I saw it I, I saw it when I was in high school this is again we're really getting sidetracked from this but <laughs> I saw Donnie Darko when I was in high school at my friend's house after we decided to be, do a sleepover where we would stay up all night honestly and we watched mm. it at about 6 in the morning yeah. <laughs> and honestly, so, honestly not... probably the ideal environment in some ways but also I'm like I, the vibes of Donnie Darko I remember but not plot, a bad candidate for this pod because very like influential on like the emo teen community. Oh, man, it was very, very oh, highly regra- regarded but in the anyways, thousands and it's disappeared yeah. from the conversation. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. the director's cut is even weirder. Uh, so that's two for, for Jill. Okay. Um, all right. Well, just to make it a little different, I will shout out uh, Julia Stiles, um, who fair? is doing the uh the the opposite of um giselle where it's very 1950s like very chic her name's joan joan yes uh uh, flowing gown uh flowing um coats um her like red lipstick is on point hair always quiffed her hair is perfectly quiffed except for when she's in the pool and it's all nice and wet and stuff she she looks good she yeah and um i like my lasting kind of memory of her is Late, largely 10 things i had about yeah, you. yeah very different from this role yeah where she's playing messy the, the cat. rebellious yeah. tomboy yeah mm. um i also loved her styling because she wore a lot of pants and vests yeah. that mm. really suited her body yeah like because sometimes you wear those things and it doesn't it just makes you kind of like look boxy mm. and but this really kind of is well tailored and made her look powerful um and yet in that line of masculine and feminine which is very yeah. hot and paired with this like the, she's a really great actor and I'm sad mm-hmm. that her career hasn't been bigger like she had the Bourne uh, identity she was series. kind of just yeah. like a side character have yeah. you seen Hustlers? She's, she's in that. Hustlers but it's kind of like role. it's kind of added Hustlers, it's like yeah. oh yeah she's around <laughs> yeah. and I would really love to see her act again because she's really great in this yeah. as well like like yeah. part of the attractiveness is also just her like being very committed on screen yeah I think um, most of these women have gone on to pretty it's a very successful cast yeah. is what we I mean we're looking around like, like the Ju- very first Julia is successful but like compared to her like contemporaries like in this film, mm, mm. like you know, yeah. Kristen like, Dunst just had Power of the Dog, yeah, yeah. Um, and Maggie Gyllenhaal Hall just wrote and directed the last daughter, the Lost Daughter, the Last <laughs> Daughter, yeah. which is great. It's Amazing, so, she's so great as a director. Um, I have a oh, there's another segment here. It's burnt butter, which only comes up every <laughs> once in a while, um, which isn't to do with the actor themselves. It's just how they're styled and how they look. Uh, a burnt butter is for Kristen Dunst, who is does not oh, is made yeah. to look quite unattractive in this um it's, but in they really of, like, yeah the they lighting. haven't really done the lighting is bad on her on yeah here. i feel like it. also a shout out for the perm they gave john slattery which oh, really sure. was, <laughs> yeah. i was like really like you know yeah well and a couple of years later he's going to be killing it as um Roger yeah he Sterling. wasn't really selling silver fox to me in this i've got to say no. he was no. just sort he of looked older than, he looked than older. roger sterling oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so that's a little segment on Brent Butter. I'm not that's, really going to get in. It's not about the actors. I forgot about Brent Butter. Like, this is not about the actors' personal looks. This is, this yeah. is only about it's, how they it's, have it's been styled. The film yeah, it's them. the movie sabotaging the actors' natural hotness. Yes, yes. because we know that Kristen Dunst, um, which, and I've done a full, I've watched, rewatched the Spider Man's. I maybe said that I didn't love her as an actor. I, I think she's a good actor. <laughs> that you're still guilty about that? Him. I know, it sits with me. Yeah. Um, He's like, yeah. he knows it's recorded, it's like echoing it. I know, own. she'll hear, she'll hear. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, people can listen to, like, a, a random episode that we recorded four years ago and then be like, excuse me, James, why did you say this? I would actually love it if anybody listened to an old episode and sent us an email with some feedback because uh, we don't really get it. We don't get <laughs> We're just winging it. Anyway, um, now that we've done our butters, now's time for our bottles. Mm. What are we Not a bad it? segment. Yeah, Surprised we? we haven't done it before. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So, yeah, bo- bottles. I, I like Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal was really good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think a good actor. By and large, the evocation of the 1950s was oh very God. strong. Yeah. I mean, they shot this at... Wavering. There is some like very. It looks like it's that beautiful like fall lighting around Wellesley College and yeah. the like. Oh, not Waverley, Wellesley. Sorry, it's Wellesley. The Waverley Gallery. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there is something about you know like New England kind of like mm. um, Ivy League, and it's not an Ivy League school, but it's a Seven Sisters school, which is yeah. the female equivalent. Right. Um, but it's kind of that like patrician kind of like lifestyle, mm. biking in the the university campus. A lot campus. of scarves. Yeah. It's just like privilege and money and, and wealth and, and natural status that yeah. you wouldn't hear it. And it's, it's it, you know, it kind of, you know, it, it's that fantasy. Mm. It really mm. is. And like, I want to be one of those girls. Yeah. yeah. I want to study art history and <laughs> be mouthy to Julia Roberts. The little bike. <laughs> the bikes, the, especially. The lampposts. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's a total vibe. And it was kind of autumnal yeah i think the overall production design honestly is pretty impressive because even like things like her um dorm room or whatever her living quarters is like very kitschy tacky yeah so like julia like moves in with uh uh harden who Mm. we haven't talked about we haven't mentioned yeah um, Yeah. who is she teaches elocution voice and poise at the school which i love that they have that it's a university (laughs) um which yeah and she lives in this kind of chintzy like lace covered uh house which yeah china on the wall china on the walls mm. and he she was who i was kind of referring to in terms of the um the lesbian vibes as well as her the other um lecturer who is explicitly um called uh she she yeah. is gay there, this is the i mean we'll get into the bananas james but <laughs> i feel like is that a banana for there you? are there are lots of like Missed opportunities, I think. Sure, for, absolutely. For, sure. <laughs> for making sure. this film queer. Um, but, you know, I'll say for for a bottle then that we do have uh, Julia, is it? Uh, Juliet Stevenson. Juliet Stevenson, yeah. Yeah. who I know as uh, Kieran Knightley's mum from Bend It Like Beckham. Mm. Um, very brief performance, very but brief, very impactful. Yeah, who's yeah. there? She's, a, she's another another roommate of the, the three um, yeah college professors who is a nurse at the mm. university, who's the one that gets fired. She's very progressive. Providing but, contraception. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then we find out that she's like, like in mourning for her her lesbian Lover, partner companion. of thirty years has died. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, that that was that sort of her sort of arc is that she's in, been beautiful staying scene. There, she's an incredible scene where she gets expressed. It's a little scene, but it's so heartfelt. I it know. So well There's done. nothing here to love anymore when yeah. she died. Yeah. And um. Yeah. I wish that the the gay content of this film was not limited 
just that no, one moment no. and then just I mean there was and well, not even implications just I wish there were around. more scenes yeah. like this because there was another one similar to this with Maggie John Hall where yeah. she had like a scene where she was saying a lot without saying well, the she words was, she was using her lips exactly. for something oh, exactly. she was kissing people left right and center but you know she had a scene with Dominic Cooper which was Dominic very Cooper. Dominic West, West. <laughs> the yeah. Dominics one um, of where they yeah she you know broke up with him I guess I don't know we don't know what I don't know what it means but it was, she well, was it was well acted but it was we well like, acted, I don't know what the but there was no follow was. through to yeah. the scene sure sure yeah. yeah but she was in that moment I was like oh, she, oh yeah. she's serving she's serving it oh she's, yeah it was amazing oh uh, sorry I thought you were meaning the she has a scene when she sort of first introduced she's, she's kissing she's, people she's making out with everybody I was like ah is this, this is some strong, but, like, there could be a great queer plotline here, then they did not follow through yeah, with anything. Yeah, it was just kind of highlighting that she was sexually liberated, mm. and that her attraction was towards yeah, yeah. these men, particularly yeah. this teacher. Um, yeah. We'll get into the bo- we'll uh, the bananas the for that. Um, um, I feel like, I want to say in terms of bottles, I feel like conceptually, I like the idea of the, like, as a plot. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm. uh, exploring, like, this particular moment in, like, women's lives <laughs> in, Absolutely. like, yeah, 1950, early 1950s America, when, yeah, you have got this whole thing of these women who have, like, the generation before them got to be in the workplace during the war, yeah. Um, but then are kind of getting back into the home. These are women that can become educated, they can go to universities, but there's no expectation for them to have careers. So there is the sense of education purely as like a, a marriage market concept where they're going to get married, and then as soon as they get married, they're not going to use their degrees. Mm. And I think it's an interesting topic to explore, like that mm. that expectation for women in college at that time and women in university at that time. Because that is that was the the, the like expectation is that you it's yeah. sort of a thing that you do if you're a woman a girl from a good family mm-hmm. um, is that you you go to kind of as a hobbyist go yeah and, and learn something for for fun what you do while you while you yeah wait while you wait marriage, for your boyfriend yeah. to finish his degree yeah. so that he Absolutely. can get his job um, and it's yeah but there is the sense of that's why there was yeah like that the kind of the concept of this fifties sixties depressed housewife comes about well, yeah because like all of the women had this education they had mm. all this like they knew so much more about the world they were given this glimpse into it for that gone. brief period of, of university yeah. and then they had to shut the door onto it and be in the domestic sphere for the rest of their usually lives usually you see this and they're already housewives as yeah. well so, so this I, is like kind mm. of the promise of like yeah and like at that point things. where you know there, there is the opportunity to choose a different path which they might not know exists mm. and I, I really love the, the concept I, of yeah. a I professor do as well. in this, in this I also like that um yeah, I think James mentioned one time when we were watching that he thought this was adapted from a novel. Yeah. And this mm. is, like, just a film. And, like, they just made films like this in the 90s <laughs> yeah. and the 80s and the early 2000s. And we don't get kind of these original mid-budget films anymore. Yeah. It's very much of that mid-budget I, thing yeah. that's disappearing. But I don't know yeah. how much the budget is with how much that's Julie true. was paid. It feels like it could be a mid-budget <laughs> film, but then that this, with such a stacked cast yeah. and Julie getting paid millions and millions. So but, I guess yeah. it's not. But yes, that's what I mean. But like this kind mm. of like aimed at like basic adults, but you know. It's, it's, a, it's aimed nice. at adults it's, it's, kind of film. But it's that's safe. Not, it's and, not art house. No, you know? exactly. It's, not it's an artistic, safe and it's kind of solid. Of, and I, yeah. yeah, but we don't get these anymore. Mm. Mostly the, the landscape now is, even for adults, it's just like superhero films. Or you just get awards bait. And this is like, not not that. Not I, really, yeah. no. I mean, I guess of, they might have been a bit awards baity, but, but, but I don't but feel I don't, like it's really going not really, for that. Yeah. It's not, 
And this came yeah. out at the same time as Lord of the Rings or Return of the King for some context. And you're like, <laughs> what it's the starting, two? To, <laughs> starting to the binary. go on its way <laughs> out. And it like made its budget back. Its budget was 75 and it was like 63 it earned in the box office. I just remembered my Taylor Swift comment. Oh, sure. Because we were talking about gay. I remember when we were talking about um, Midnight and you referred to it um, Gaylor. And I just wasn't sure if you knew what Gaylor meant. It just means that... Um, uh, fans of Taylor Swift that are looking for like gay content. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, between her and Kylie Claus. But I was just like, I didn't know specifically who. Okay, about, cool. But. but I was like, once I remember in our group chat, you were like, I talked to Amy, who's a gay lawyer. And I was like, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if you knew. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. No. Anyways, diversion. Back to actual. Divergent. It's uh, maybe back to it's divergent. Si- back the to movie. similarly, um, maybe gay. But actually not stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this yeah. film is kind of in a canon with like other like teacher film it genre. It feels very, or like, yeah. like the Dead Poet Society. Oh, we were making and then on the of other side, uh, History Boys, which came out. History and the, the Boys. The play came out the year after. Well, and then the there's film others too, down. like Freedom Riders, which comes a little bit later. I feel Finding like Forrester. This feels to me like it's in a different genre from Freedom Writers and. Hmm. Uh, that was more that, modern, yeah. Yeah, and like take the lead and just direct two and all of those sort of things which are the, the inspiring teacher in classroom yeah. underprivileged kids because mm. these are very privileged kids yeah, yeah so this true. feels this why this is history boys and this dead and poets, poets. Dead poets sure. it's about privileged kids who have always known only one way to think yeah. with a revolutionary new teacher that's showing them a new way to be mm. um yeah yeah and so that's like a, it's like a it's they're in the same yeah. like thing but they're a slightly different path but yeah, yeah. i also just enjoyed like that's the thing with Little Women as well. It's just, like, enjoying, like, a young female ensemble who, like, these women probably mm. compete for roles so they don't like get to that. start yeah. with yeah. each other. We're just like, oh, we're all, like, we'll get all of you. Can all yes, be in there? Exactly. And, yeah. and then, you know, like, Kristen Ritter is there in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's other two examples that we gave. They're, like, they're, they're male schools. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's, it's awesome nice to see, to see a... a female-focused um narrative like Yeah, because yeah. normally you would never see them because they would be competing for the same part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's nice to see a bevy of like young up and coming uh, up and coming women, and you see all of them. They're mostly all still successful to varying degrees. Even mm-hmm. someone like Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin is you've the seen other, like two two years after that, she one. was in <laughs> in like Walk the Line. She's like doing TV and stuff like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I also like the teaching scenes for the most part because it felt like I was, you know, there's an element of education. Like you know, you're seeing art. You get to see Jackson so... Pollock's. You get to see. Um, I can't remember what it's called. The yeah. meat clean oh, yeah. thing, what's called? I don't remember. I can't remember what the meat one was yeah. called. Um, um, the discussion about like the commodification yeah. of Van Gogh. That, like, that first, yeah. that really first class where yeah. she's like, you know, because everyone knew the textbook by They'd heart. read the textbook already. So and she, she was like oh, kind of very intimidated by yeah. all these very intelligent mm. students. So she kind of provokes them by showing something that's not in the syllabus and a bit more kind of. <laughs> this is uh, me. Like every time I go to teach a class before the first class, I'm always really worried that they're going to be like that. And just uh, <laughs> say like New Zealand students have no. <laughs> not risen to the even when you ask. To uh, honestly, ask a question. University here just seems so much slacker than university, <laughs> university in the states. University here like, is just like, like please just come here. I don't know. Just please, <laughs> please learn, turn up. Learn something. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really basic in a way that like sometimes i really enjoy like um teaching scenes and movies yeah. courtroom scenes and movies something about it's just like that basic formula where it yeah. gets me stirred up yeah, yeah i wouldn't call it great but it, it gets you know yeah. heart fluttering so, and i'm like okay i'm in well it feels like within a world and there's a couple of 
um, teaching scenes that happen later, which we'll get into with the bananas that feel more contrived um, and conventional, <laughs> yeah. um, where you're like, oh, you feel like this feels like this needs to be shoehorned in specifically around <laughs> the Mona Lisa and, um, and 1950s. But yeah, we'll get yeah. there. Are there any more bottles before we... Yeah, I think you I, mentioned the. Oh, oh so I liked, yeah. and I'm I, I'm sure that the because Wellesley College is a real place. Mm-hmm. I am sure that all of these are real traditions that happen there. But oh, I yes, love all yes, of the different of scenes that show different random university traditions they yes. have at the school. Yeah. They have they start with uh, Julia Stiles has to march up to the door mm-hmm. and knock on the door and say like, "Ah, we are the girls of the world, and we're here to learn the power of knowledge." They have like a little and they're like wearing little <laughs> like yarmulke caps, little tiny caps. <laughs> Um, they've got one where they have to do a hoop race down a lawn yeah. so in order to win a husband. They've got one where they have to do the maypole. Several <laughs> maypole things yeah. as well. There's things. a secret society of Adam. Yeah. Secret society. I'm just like, this is so the things good. that like... I love this genre. Honestly, yeah. like, yeah, it's very much, it's very Ivy League yes. or Super Sisters yeah. or like the Liveys. It's very yes. like <laughs> those old schools. The secret history ones. Or like Oxford, like, yeah. you know, it's like another old the UK. Money. Yeah. Old money schools. Yeah. And they have these dumb things oh, which is stupid traditions so good. and I'm like yeah I think generally I'm not a fan of traditions but I'm a fan of traditions that are just dumb No, yeah, <laughs> like, there's something fascinating really about I think that's kind of why I got um, like into all those like NFL team names but I'm like because like what, how did these evolve yeah. you know yeah. so like it's just like that kind of thinking of the history and like yeah. weirdness like how things stick yeah, um, I I quite like the um, we talked about the production design, but I thought the costume design was really good as well because yes. like they all kind of wear similar things, but there are details that mm. make them stand out from each other, and it's easy to kind of commission like a nineteen fifties girl look, but all of them kind of have distinct. Um, They've got different personalities, characteristics. Yeah, absolutely, um, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they all. Like, there's four main girls uh, in mm. terms of the students, and they all, like, stand out. There's always out. four main girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're all well-performed as well. Um, yeah, I thought Jim really and, good and I think all around. The first 30 minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is, we are running on wheels you know like we are <laughs> traveling you yeah. know like i i was like she's coming to the school there's all these traditions there's all these like each of the girls are introduced with like da 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 i'm joan me elizabeth warren yeah. which we oh are, my god love. elizabeth warren <laughs> yeah. can we talk about yeah. kirsten because <laughs> yes. this character's name she does go by betty for most of betty. it but it's that her is betty, her full name it's in her betty era she's not liz yet <laughs> yeah. yeah but She'll it's just so funny that. that elizabeth warren is like the most conservative one out of all of the yeah. girls yeah. when the real life Elizabeth Warren yeah. is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, she was a Republican before, but you know. I mean, we did, I, yeah. have we looked it up? Did she go to Wellesley? Mm. Maybe she did. I mean, I was joking the that biotech. like she I'm could like, have been in in college around really this go. time. I mean, that yeah. seems like, yeah, era appropriate. <laughs> I don't actually know how old she is. I haven't calculated and that. And they're but... in Massachusetts. Yeah. So, mm. oh, the conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, do we did we enjoy anything else about this film? Um, bu- 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 I'm gonna say I'm just saying apologize to, apologies to Elizabeth Warren. She would have been uh, four years old. Yeah, 1950s. Sorry, sorry, Liz. <laughs> um, Tori Amos made a brief appearance as one of the singers, which I liked. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. Like we have fewer good stuff, but the good stuff is bigger. You know. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I feel like it's in general, like, it's a very cozy feeling. It is. Yeah. It's it a very does, cozy feeling. It does give you that heiger. Is that yeah. how you say it? I think heiger. Heiger. I haven't heard this. What's this? The, uh, How's this it spelled? H-Y-G-G-E. It's yes. a Swedish, I believe. Ah. Scandinavian. It's uh, the, the yeah. sense of... Um, cozy. cozy. Yeah. Coziness. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's like when you're reading books by the fire. Oh, okay. yeah. All of just yeah. the, the, the seasonal vibes in this film <laughs> yeah. is great. Mm. The winter vibes, yeah. the fall vibes. It's also what Even I'm the maypole finding, spring vibes. That's what I'm finding with, like, like, watching A Simple Plan as well. Like, a movie from the 90s or early 1000s where you're like, I missed this and, and now I'm coming back. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm filling in the gap. And it feels uh, it feels of a place, which is just nostalgia, but it's mm. nice. Um, All right, should we move on then? Yeah, let's, let's look at some our bananas. Well, we we um, referenced in the movie in the minute yeah. that Julia Roberts is a time traveler. Yes, so we've talked a lot about the great costume design and the great design of the period, and unfortunately, that doesn't really extend to our lead character, who mm. for combined whatever with reason, hair and makeup, I think. Yeah, yeah for most. Most of it, like there are some points where we look at her and we're like, okay, that's a 50s look, great. But yep. a lot of the time she just looks at Julia Roberts. She just wanted in. Like, they, it doesn't yeah. seem like. It feels like, and they get increasingly apathetic about it as the movie She goes gets on. more modern looking as yeah. the movie yeah. goes because she, I guess, you know, it's, I, the explanation in text is she's not from here. She's an outsider. She's, she's from, from California, California. The magical land of mm. California. Um, but. She just looks more... I mean, we're sure that there are people who looked like this in the 50s. But it just doesn't look right cinematically. It's like the cut of her hair and like, yes, I'm sure there were women that were just wearing Mm. like plain jersey and slacks or whatever. Just like tie your hair up in like a But style that jersey and slacks to look 50s-ish, you know? Like Like, there was a point where she was just wearing a t-shirt and like a cut, like a a hoodie basically it looked like. And I was like, that is the most not in the 50s look I've ever seen. (laughs) She was wearing a hoodie. It wasn't, but it looked, the way (laughs) that it looked, it was like, it looked like a zip up like like sweater. And And I think it was probably just buttoned in a way that was but like, it was like with the t-shirt underneath yeah. i was like this is she just like she's gone for a run and yeah. she's turned up on set <laughs> to like, me the the biggest um like culprit was towards the end where she just looked like she had a 90s blowout like, yeah it's like yeah. you're just like that's straight from notting hill girl and it's like nobody else looks like julia roberts she's I very just think of smile and it's like you have it's to a trans- big smile transform her to some I think, extent yeah. yeah and to me like the biggest you know like miss of her portrayal is I think just the delivery. It's so modern. Yeah. Like, I kind of wouldn't, mm. maybe wouldn't have minded the look so much if... If it wasn't also with... Yeah, very modern Robinson. delivery, think, whereas think, everyone else wasn't giving that. And if you think about other Julia Roberts films, like, a lot of the ones that didn't hit, so she's got, like, this, um, Mary Riley, where she's, like, the nurse of Frankenstein. Yeah. Michael which, Collins. And Michael Collins. Like, those period films just don't hit because... I don't know, you just don't... She feels like such a modern woman and, like, so distinctly from the 90s, early thousands that, yeah, it's just unusual seeing her in a period environment. So you really got to... I think she's a good enough actress to do it, but, yeah, the the film, the director, didn't help her construct the performance for it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And this director is Mike Newell, who did Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, as well as Four Weddings and a Funeral, like... Wild filmography. Mm, very just unusual. probably just a journeyman kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, just do do kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah, it doesn't have a distinctive style per se. I don't think her performance is bad. It's, it's just okay. Modern. It just didn't. I just didn't. I, didn't register I didn't to me. Really? Yeah. yeah have yeah. positives or negatives? Really? I was just kind of like, it's fine. Yeah. This is yeah. serviceable. And that's performance. the thing. I guess I didn't really 
care about Catherine that much. In the end, yeah. like, I had neutral feelings about her, like, to positive. I was rooting for her, but yeah. I wasn't, like, caring I was about for her. her. But I think one journey. of the problems of this film is it's because it is so ensemble it does, it tries to do so many, like, so there are so, so many so plots. Much. There are so many plots we haven't really mentioned. So I'm going to go through them. Like, so okay. we've got main thing. Catherine is trying to distill independence and in, instill independence in this group of college girls mm-hmm. and teach them about art history. While also dating, uh, having one boyfriend that she breaks up with and starting to date. His name Paul. is Paul, which we'll get to. Um, and then <laughs> instead dating this other philandering Bill. Italian professor called Bill. Um, then we've got uh, Julia Stiles. She wants to go to law school, mm. but she also really wants to marry her boyfriend. Toad for Grace. And in the end, she ends up marrying him and abandoning her law school dreams, but she's actually okay with it because she wants to be a mum and she wants to and you know, be a wife. And she's the one who um, Julia pushed to go to law school. Yeah, she yeah, really yeah. pushed her to go to law school. Then you've got Kristen Dunst. Her character mm. gets married very early in the film and it turns out that her husband is kind of an asshole. And she's kind of her. an asshole for a lot of the films. She's really well. mean. She's very stickler for tradition and mm. she doesn't like modern art and she doesn't want anybody yep. to have careers and blah, blah, blah. She wants... Very traditionalist. She's, yeah, pressuring the other girls to also marry. Mm. Um, mm. And, yeah, and then in the end, she, uh, I guess, has a change of heart. She decides to divorce her terrible husband, move in to a flat in Greenwich Village with... Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal and go to law school. Mm-hmm. So thing. Maggie Gyllenhaal, she's sleeping with the Italian professor and she's also sleeping with another guy and mm. she's sad and then she's fine with it. And then yeah. she's. You can start to see where how the storylines get elided. And quite then a she, lot. yeah, and we don't see her for a while. And see, then she's going to move in with well, Kirsten well, Dunst. Well, not... like she, she didn't even have a clear storyline. We no. didn't really see what her storyline was. She was just a vibe. She was a vibe. And then yeah. there's Connie. And there's Connie. She's uh, the plain girl. Supposedly plain. She looks lovely. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. they're telling yeah. us that she's ugly. Um, and she's she, a bit clumsy, I suppose. Like. Yeah, and she's dating a guy that is. Oh, she's dating Kirsten Dunst's cousin. Mm-hmm. And then Kirsten Dunst is like, oh, he's engaged else already he's ashamed of you mm. and so she gets upset and it turns out it was all a misunderstanding and they get back together Marsha Gay Harden those are all the girls then there's Marsha Gay Harden she's the roommate of Julia oh. Roberts and she is a, a war widow mm. and she's uh, yeah I guess like still trying to get over the loss of her husband which was you know uh, going on 10 years ago or mm. whatever um, but she's yeah just like hanging out and watching TV they had so, chemistry in that first scene that they, they did, did. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's all about oh mm. yeah and then there's the fucking the boyfriend guy Bill the Italian oh, professor yeah. Like, yeah. Like who is like famous for being a cad sleeping with his students mm. yeah um, Julia Roberts starts falls in love dating with him. Julia Roberts for some reason she's into him then she finds out that he was lying he's never been to Italy and he doesn't know how to he didn't yeah. learn Italian he still speaks yeah. Italian I can accept you sleeping with students but, but I, I draw the I line I draw the line at, at having never gone to Europe should we do um, this storyline by storyline so that is all of the. St- I think that's all of them. Yeah. But that's so many. That's a lot. <laughs> so many yeah. bits, and it, they don't and all. It and, and that's the come thing that the way they t- tell uh, they tell the film, they show the film, is that sometimes you just it's have whiplash because it's you, all happening at once, and yeah. things are get get introduced that you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Whereas I think of, like it's reminding me of the Joy Luck Club kind of because there's multiple storylines going on in that, but that one has a more like well, that's, structured. That's like, almost like look a, at this um, story. Look at this story. Yeah, that's like an anthology. Sections, yeah, it's yeah. like all separate chapters. Whereas in this movie, there's it's no like tell it all at once. Because so, uh, to be honest, it reminded me most of the History Boys, which hadn't actually sure, happened yeah. yet. But I think 
as a film which is much more successful as a play yeah. because well, it works better where you've got a limited cast and you can tell those stories yeah. but in a play form rather than having to show each of those mm. in a film way which becomes very messy very fast I think the villain one of the villains of this film is also just the editing because yeah. he would jump from one scene mm. like knowing the context of that scene to another scene and we would still assume yeah. that that was yeah. a scene from the previous so there scene there was one where we were watching Julia Roberts just eating drinking some soup in a cafe or something and then it, it panned over it seemed to Julia Stiles and then she just ran over to, Ju- to Julia Roberts but she was now in the forest and I was like where are, yeah. are we there's another why one. was the soup shot there there's another one where um, uh, Catherine is warming to Bill and he's like speaking Italian in class and all the kids are like oh my gosh he's so hot da, 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 da. and then music starts to play and we're like oh this is kind of a montage of Bill I guess cuts to people playing on the beach it looks like we assume it's Catherine and Bill because that would make sense but no it's connie and And the guy from the beer yeah Um, and her boyfriend her boyfriend it was like a few times where we confused her boyfriend for dominic yeah there was one scene this is a side note but another scene another bad filmmaking thing (laughs) where connie is also she plays the cello and she's practicing the cello and the the guy that she's interested in comes in and approaches her but it's like this really sinister silhouette. Yeah. And he comes up to her. She doesn't know who it is for a he, She's bit. like, who is it? She's like, oh, it's you, whatever his name is. And then like he leans in and kisses her. But also the acting she's doing is very like, ugh. <laughs> and but, like, you know, that's not what it meant, but it's yeah, meant to convey. The, 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 film, the storytelling of the film is supposed to be that she likes this guy. Yeah. And she's just worried that he doesn't like her back. Mm. Um, but yeah it was very confusing and we're like why have you shot it in this way but he looks so sinister like why have you done this there's just (laughs) things like about the storytelling that yeah that don't make sense it's just like the development of their romance wasn't well told between Julian and and Bill I can't believe it happened I just think yeah I mean I think maybe this is I don't know maybe this is our 2022 eyes but I feel like yeah there's not enough said about the fact that he's like yeah it's this kind of known Mm. sort of perv that's just like treating Wellesley as his dating grounds where he can just mm. date all these girls and the thing that is the break uh, the the um the the straw that breaks the camel's back for Julia is, is the deal breaker is that he's a fraud that he doesn't that he no. didn't really go, to, go to Italy. Well, he knows Italian. Yeah. He does still. He just so, didn't go to Italy to learn it. Honestly, he's like, a very smart okay. man, so that's a win for me. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, that's a good scam. I, I would uh, be mad at the sleeping I with teenage be, girls. I would be, yeah, mad at that he's... Oh, yeah. not teenage girls, but you know, whatever. Well, I mean, I think they are teenage girls in real time, right? Oh, like, yeah. they're college age. This that's is, true. This is straight out of high school. But, I don't know. I feel like maybe... Maybe that would have worked if it was kind of, yeah, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for her... Instead, yeah. but that the way no, they, the like, story is told, it's it like, wasn't. It's, it's yeah, flipped over. It's such a thing where like she is disapproving of it. She's like yeah. gives him looks and stuff, and then she's like, "Can you stop sleeping with girls?" But, but I it's think very it's... much like it's like can you stop smoking indoors? Like it's yeah. kind of like an or irritant or something. It's more like, it's more like, can you stop sleeping around with everyone? Mm. Yeah, sure. I think it's, and I think that's what the film treats it at is that he's a bit of a philanderer and yeah. like that he's, he's a bit of a playboy. But that Rather balance than, of power. But there's, there's, there's no but, interrogation yeah, into it. It's but not appropriate for this professor to be hooking love, up with all of his students. It like, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah like they, 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 yeah. They, they, I think that the filmmakers have not even registered that as a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing for me as well was like once we were coming to the conclusion, like the change of heart for Kirsten Dunst. I was so blindsided it by so it. It was so out of nowhere. It was so rushed. Like yeah. we, I, I got the, I felt like the scene where, so there's a scene where she is coming in and basically slut shaming 
Giselle, which is um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, and Maggie has just been on a date with her like married boyfriend and seen Sugar Daddy, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and seen Kirsten's hus- husband with another woman mm-hmm. like while on that date. Yeah. So she knows that. Yeah, basically, Kristen, Kirsten's project- projecting and mm-hmm. like you know saying all that stuff, and so she, they have like a kind of hug moment where she's um, yeah, kind her. of yeah. taking in all of the the yelling and then like comforts her and sort of yeah. She like breaks down and you know says like oh she's sad because he doesn't want her. And that and was, was the like, moment. Yeah. And I was like that was a nice moment. I feel like I understood that arc for their relationship. For the two of them, yeah, absolutely. But then mm-hmm. the movie expects us to apply that change of heart to, to all of her yeah. other relationships. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I think I needed a scene between Kirsten and Julia. <laughs> yeah. Where because they last seen yeah. together, they were literally like screaming at each other's throats, yeah. threatening each other. Was Julia Roberts coming up to is doing this this presentation about the fifties and yelling at her? It was the last time, right? No, I think they had like they, oh, they were threatening her about like because I yeah because oh. she was like I'll educate you or something That's like that. Right. Do you remember that yeah, scene? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Because yeah. they, yeah. The, she, I, she think, said, oh, I think I think it was earlier because she was like I'm going to but I'm going to fail you if oh, you don't yeah, come yeah. to class. And all of their like relation like conversations together have been like embattled, really and, like, an animosity, ag- like, aggressive. Yeah, and they haven't had that scene where it's just the two of them and maybe Kirsten kind of like. I don't know, softens up to her. And that would have like, been a like, great scene. Absolutely. Anything... Like, that's the heart of your movie. Like, you are making Kirsten do an incredibly unlikable character. Yeah. And you don't even grant her the service to have the scene where she decides to have a change of heart. Like, yeah. Yeah. what if I would be fucking furious if I saw that and I'm being a nasty, nasty piece of work and then I don't even get the legwork at the well, end to be like, the... oh, okay, don't what? worry forgive me what they do have is they just have like the graduation and she just comes up to Julie Roberts and she's like I'm actually getting divorced yeah. and I'm going to and all is well all is well and I'm going to apply for law school and Julie girl, Roberts is like I'm so proud it's and not it's like, like what where it, did this come from and also got Kristen that's got Amanda fired yeah. she like got contraceptives banned on the thing she yeah. She and published, like, like, a front-page article, like, questioning yeah. Catherine Watson's, like, and morality. And in the end, like, she's the one... She was, like, the school paper is how she does this. Yeah. yeah. But in the end, she's the one who's, like, the most, like, in need of Julia and, like, the one who bikes... The one who takes on her... her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it was... I just and it's like, you apply I'd buy it, it if you had that scene. Exa- if, exactly, yeah. But, like, yeah, you think of something like History Boys with the Dakin character, which Dominic Cooper played, mm. and he's, like, he's this total hotshot, thinks he's all, yeah. all shit, and then his relationship with the younger teacher and learning like i oh, actually you know maybe i do need to like pull myself back a little bit and you know like that feels earned like you get its full arc like just yeah. do less with the stories and we don't need all the boys i just yeah but and it's less with the story and just keeping in pivotal scenes like Keep, yeah. i wanted that scene where julia roberts tells her that she reminds her of a younger her yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wanted more art history Oh my god, yes. We have not. I want to be in the classroom and I want to see her like changing these students' lives through teaching. Because, yeah, even with the Julia Stars relationship, Julia Stars came on really strong, being the most mouthy at the beginning. Yeah, but also like a know-it-all, but she also like is really smart. Yeah. So she's clearly like onto it. Maybe two scenes later, she's already like buddy-buddy with her. Yeah. Yeah. So even that shift was a bit 
not handled yeah. and the structure of the classroom like say someone's really upset and they like they're in tears and they burst out of the classroom like that's a great way of like disrupting the scene what i wanted really is for this to be a play which is just set in the lecture hall <laughs> and i think that's maybe my problem is that i'm like ah oh, there's a really good play here it is. and that's but, yeah i don't know yeah i did also want more of this like what the good teaching scene was the one about the the carcass and mm. maybe it was called carcass i don't remember yeah um but also because the other paintings that they kind of um study were basic bitch paintings i mm. wanted more of her kind of like I mean, radical thinking you know? she shows them a jackson pollock and you which can is see the new paint. at the time like yes, they go and yes. they go for like a, a oh um, my god tour group speaking of pollock marcia gay harden won her oscar for pollock the same year that julia roberts won her oscar Maybe they like Trivia. nodded to each other across the room on that yeah. night. Yeah. They were like, "We know our Mona film. Lisa we're gonna smile, do smile, which is in the future." Yeah, they, they shared. They shared a smile. They shared yeah, a smile. Yeah. Um, one of the lectures was really not written well. It was very like from two thousand three eyes. Yeah. Well, this uh, is like so. This um, is the nineteen fifties. So Kirsten yes. Dunst has just written a big op-ed in the school paper about how. Uh, I can't remember. I criticizing the sanctimony of marriage. Um, she's saying she. Well, no, she's she not is criticizing. Sa- no, no, that. she is saying Catherine is doing that. that yeah, she's um, subversive because she's trying to encourage women to not get married, and that she's you know yeah. leaving them away from the domestic sphere. Mm. Um, and so then Julia Roberts comes in and does this big lecture with like nineteen fifties adverts <laughs> behind her, being like, this "Is this what our era will be remembered for?" Yeah. Um, and it and, feels very time traveler. And cut to the girls. <laughs> cut to the girls like looking sad and pensive, huh? and, and Kristen Dunst slowly like thawing and like reconsidering her decisions i'm like girl i don't buy it yeah no. i do not buy it maybe i don't know it's just it was very clunky it which, felt very yeah 2000 yeah. which brings me to the big big banana <laughs> which is the other classroom scene and then all throughout peppered throughout is our as our lady herself the mona lisa i fucking hated every drop <laughs> Of the Mona Lisa. Because it's like... Okay, so like the, the meteor section is they're all like unpacking. Oh, what does the smile mean? You know, da 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 And it just... It's a good title. But it feels so shoehorned mm. in whenever you talk yeah. about... They Mona try Lisa to thing. like tie it in. But it's, it's like... I think the problem is that they tie it in too many different ways. Yeah. Like it's like clearly they had the title and they were trying to find a reason for it. Someone calls her Mona Lisa. Yeah, Bill calls her yeah. Mona Lisa a bit. Yeah. And then like... And then, he looks oh she looks in the um, he gives her a viewfinder yeah. and she's looking through it that's yeah. a, to me like it's also if you really want to use the Mona Lisa do it in a lecture put up a big thing of the Mona Lisa what girls why is she smiling and mm. then they give their own theories and stuff and then she mm. makes her big yeah. teacher speech like, like they, uh, they do have the theories why are we not writing this they do have the theories in class, but it's not framed as like a... And it's it's, a, like throwaway. it's like, a real blink yeah. and you'll miss it part yeah, of like a studying montage. It's yeah. like really nothing. And it's like, don't be afraid of it. Like, you're just trying well, to sneak not, it in. Well, they're, they're not afraid of it, but you no, know, they're but, not utilizing there's it. there's six to... different offers on what it could be. Yeah. And it's like, pick one. Because like, yeah, you it's know, like they just have with that like... kind of title, you only want one moment in the film and you know... where you're like, oh, yeah, that is perfect. It does sum up everything, doesn't it? As opposed and... to Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. And the one we were, like, re- waiting for 
yes. for her to travel to your so baby and which she does. With her being, they weren't allowed to shoot. They them. offered her back another role, another year of teaching at Wellesley, but she had to get all of her curriculum approved. And she's like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go to Europe. Yeah. Which we're like, maybe she just got it. I mean, like, it's not yeah. that expensive to get to Europe from America. Mm. It would have been quite good for your practice anyway. Mm. Yeah. But she's uh, going over there, and then I'm like, okay, it's going to end clearly with mm. her, with the Mona Lisa panning from and her looking smile. at the painting, and then yeah. she'll smile. Does not happen. It's yeah. not. Does Ooh. not end. There's no also, shots of the Mona Lisa. That kind of just reminded me of like I'm R- so sad about of, it. Of one of our old mixed bags, R.I.P. Julie Powell, when like Julie, yeah. Julie, oh, yeah. Julie puts like the rubber, yeah. the, 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 the butter, butter, the rubber butter, the, the, the butter mm-hmm. on Julia's, I don't know, paint, portrait. Yeah. But yeah. So it's just forty nine. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, that's Mona Lisa. I don't know. There was it was there was some su- surprise factors in this film for me. Mm. Like mm. Julia, I thought Julia Stiles' arc would be that she would defy her husband and then go on to yeah to um yeah well, well Yale, mm. one of the five women, and she didn't. She was just like I'm happy being a housewife. And I, wish, I I like that they made yeah. that as an affirming choice. For Absolutely, her, she's like, I've considered my options, but like you know, I want to be a mom. Like mm. I, this is what I'm really. I yeah, like I, I that's Absolutely, what I want to do. I, yeah. I want to do that more than being a lawyer. Mm. Um mm. and under, you know pushing back at Julia Roberts being mm-hmm. like you know this you wanting what you want for yourself. But Absolutely, this is what I want for me, and I'm glad that they have that as an an option. And I like Same. I yeah. honestly I, I like the plot line of. Kirsten Dunst then taking that on mm. and wanting to do take take her yeah. place basically, yeah. but I wish that they had just done it better. <laughs> like, yeah, the, I absolutely. wish that they had dealt with gone that through story. go to the Mona Lisa. I remembered my thing by the way. Well, we while we were watching the movie, we were talking about the power of actually standing in front of a piece of artwork because we see the Jackson mm. Pollock. It's mm. massive. Mm. And it's like, mm. Sometimes you got to see that in the flesh. Mm. The Mona Lisa. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. yeah, a very disappointing piece of artwork. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I mean, that's, I said that was why she was smiling because she's scamming all these people who want to see her, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, not that big. I don't know if she's tiny. And usually, when you see it, it's it's, well, it's small. always like swamped by it's tons the of people of the hall. taking yeah. photos. Yeah. And so you're, you're seeing it from an even further place away, and you're like, oh. oh. There she is. Yeah. And then you're like, and you can't even see the details. And you're like, oh, the Last Supper is quite good. And it's big. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Greatest scammer in the world. I I want to talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal character arc a little bit more. So So there was a big scene where she comes up to, yeah, Bill and she's got this really tearful moment. That's the moment I like. We We thought it was really good. We see her in the payphone beforehand. And And she's like, like, I just got to talk to you. I just need to talk to you for one moment. And then we oh, cut sorry. back to um, Julie Roberts with her old boyfriend, John Slattery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go over to... And and it's never resolved what they're talking about. We were like, oh, it's going to be a whole thing. She's going to... Because like, they've set up that the contraception providing nurse is no longer there. So maybe yeah. she... Her, she's doesn't got... It's just assumed one of them would be pregnant. Yeah. So like, maybe None she's of them got pregnant. It. But like one of those things, or like, oh, maybe she's, you know, we're going to see something more about like. I thought she was going to be pregnant. And then I thought, I can't have this baby with a professor. And then I thought she would get an an abortion, but it would be like a botched, like a very fast abortion, like out of place. And then she'd die. Because like, as we've seen in Dead Poets Society, 
students always die. Yeah. One of the students. I'd say dies. no, no students die in this film. So I'm like, you know, that's that's okay. I don't mind that. No, no students it's good. Die. I mean, I like I, that they didn't do this. I just want to make put it on the record. I'm not here. I'm not pro <laughs> students' death. I I feel like yeah. I I'm not like sad that they didn't do this very cliched plotline. But we were like, oh, clearly something's happening here. Sure. But yeah. then nothing did happen. It was just kind well, of I her mean, whole character and, didn't really get an arc. I feel. And Maggie, yeah, Maggie's so winning that and you want to see And I was like, like I really wish that she had she had more of a storyline but mm. she didn't really she didn't we thought she would like throughout like because yeah. she seemed like a very prominent um presence in the group connie gets really more to just, do yeah, yeah connie has an arc yeah she does not um yeah. i want to talk about how why did julia roberts's character get hired yeah like it's not clear like because she's, she's clearly, clearly not she's not hit anything about how like you know non-traditional wellesley she is. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's clearly from the 2000s. Um, but but also, yeah, she doesn't care about, she's not like, a traditionalist. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, why would you hire someone from a state school in California? How did she get through the interview process? Yeah. Like, Surely you would have many, many people clamoring for this And role. like, yeah. she had the scene where like, you know, they talk about Italy or like Europe and she's like, I've never been to Europe. And like, okay, wouldn't this have come up in the interview? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, what if she had lied as well? And then, exactly. you know, she's a Ex- hypocrite for criticizing Bill. <laughs> um, uh, there's also a weird scene, the scene where she learns that Bill is a um, is a hypocrite. Li- I mean, not a hypocrite, just lying about Italian. And she's like, this guy's having a shower. She like walks in on him and he's yeah, naked. Bill's friend, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's just so much stuff. This like, is, yeah, things that happen. weird in the film stuff. where i was like oh this is yeah. still going i don't know what this adds to the thing yeah um i don't know connie's plot is okay I so connie's plot we did not need it so what do we Sorry, preserve? we don't need that we preserve julia educating these kids and living in this situation yeah. I, I, li- I like both... Ju- julia stars um arc i like kristen yeah. dunster's arc i like i wish yep. it just was but both out. of them should be well written give but... a bit more to yeah, uh, Kristen and John. I thought Maggie and... definitely would be more of an agent. More interesting. But also just more of an agent in that complicating romance that never really happened. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if I wanted that, but I just that's what I expected. Yeah, or just more sort of, you know, exploring, like, what difficulties she can run into as a person yeah. who's actively trying to follow the bohemian sort of, like, well, that's non-traditional kind lifestyle of... that Julia Roberts is doing. And... I feel like there would also be troubles and difficulties but that she comes into. But that's something I kind of wanted Julia you know? with a scene with each of them. Like, yeah. because she's, yeah. Julia is, she's a maverick in her own way. So and I like, would love to, yeah, but I'd also like, I'd love to see this thing of like, she's trying to push these ideals yes. on these other girls, but then this is one who's already taken those ideals exactly, on, yeah. but then like, what can she teach her? Like, yeah. how can she mentor her, mm. you know? Like, that would be some really interesting And how she navigates the world, like, after this. Yeah. Because like, uh, she clearly doesn't want the, the house and husband and yeah. kid yeah. life. And like, why were none of them, like, I feel like I didn't understand who was particularly good at art history or like who was interested in art and like was any of them interested in being yes, an artist yes exactly yeah you know so it's really interesting yeah yeah like because I, I feel like you don't I mean maybe some people do but I feel like there aren't that many people who just get into art history mm, and no. have no interest in art at all yeah like doing it making stuff like even well, if they're not good and they decide like oh actually I think a, histor- a historian role is better for me I feel like people are generally interested in making and creating mm. and stuff and it's odd that there wasn't really any stuff about it's making kind of, art except for they yeah. they all paint some sunflowers yeah. for her at the mm. end of the year it's a specialised subject but it doesn't really right? come from anywhere like you really gotta be rooting for it right I guess to be taking yeah or it's just you know 
Easy. Easy. It's, I guess yeah. it's there as a feminine subject. Yeah. But yeah. I would love that if like the majority of the class are all there because it's like a nice, yeah. fun thing to do that's sort of silly for girls. And then yeah. one who's there because they're just, I want to be an artist. Or someone who's, yeah. Or someone who's just there, yeah, because like actively knowing, because all of them seem engaged by the art. And yeah. then I don't, maybe someone who's not engaged by the art. Sure. Yeah. And then and, yeah. and Julia can have a Ratatouille moment describing art. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I would... But I feel like just more time with the class, the yeah. girls, the art. Yes. Cut, I, honestly, Marsha Gay Harden can go. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, the stuff really with the board, add... all of the Bill stuff could go yeah. and cut him entirely. Because, I think, because I think the movie actually... Cut the romances. Because the movie actually ends with a pretty, like, good image of, like, the girls, like, biking, saying yeah. goodbye. It's like they're, you know, my... Okay, Oh, Catherine, my Catherine yeah. moment where James, they all... Uh, James said that. Uh, TM, one, TM, TM, James. TM, TM. But, you know, they're kind of the like... Biking is great. Yeah, the, 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 the image of them, like, bidding her goodbye to her new life. Mm. You know, it's an image of them, like... Yeah, it's a metaphor of them spreading their wings, but also, like, showing how much she has changed their lives mm. as well, which mm. I don't know if the movie really... It didn't really earn it. Yeah. Because really that's a great imagery. image. Like, if that's yeah. where it ended, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think you could keep... You could cut the, the fiancé. <laughs> you could keep Bill, but we don't learn that he is sleeping with one of the students until... And that's the big revelation moment that he's sleeping with Giselle. Um, yeah. That could and be like a that becomes why they break up. And then you he's know? this charming yeah. guy, and then you're like, oh, wait, he's fucking the students. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it's a little then, you know, like, different outside the classroom stuff. Maybe Maggie's like a bit bitter towards, or not bitter, but like sure. maybe, maybe Maggie thinks that Julia doesn't like her anymore because mm. she but was then they with bond the teacher, but they, they bond. It's, it's like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yes, we both can put over by the same, same yeah. man. We yeah. can bond about it. Yeah, and it's not the end of the world. It's like, yeah. Yeah. this is your power. Yeah. Use it. Yeah, but she we knows. don't need Topher Grace. We don't need the... We don't I need a lot I of don't him. mind Topher Grace like, being a, a thing that exists, but I don't sure. think we need to see much of him. No. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need to see much of those husbands. I feel like that, that those yeah. husbands the as presence a plot of husbands husbands is well. just, We don't need to see them around. Just yeah. want... I don't Maybe, like, them being friends, like, mm. as a unit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think a thing that I do And also like, Maggie John Hall has a female lover. Has, yeah. to, has to be canon. Again, mm. This film could be much gayer. Yeah, much gayer. Much gayer. Much gayer. It's not at all, really. Yeah. It's one one reference, and then it's like, Joan shit, we got, we got Giselle, rid of her. Like, yeah. they try it out, and then she's like, no, I want to get married. I need to get married. And then I, reckon like, I think that's, you just cut all of Connie's plot, and you make her a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> you make yeah. her more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's more rewrites but like I would also also there are women of colour in this movie which yes. is great well and unrealistic the thing but is, they're not are, doing anything there are two women yeah. of colour in the back of the class yeah. and I'm like if what are their lives like I think realistically you wouldn't have had any women of colour yeah. allowed in the class but if you did then that's the person who's got the most interesting storyline yeah. in the they whole should, thing they should be part of if the girls like the one black girl yeah. who's at Wellesley College exactly like what is your deal your like you should be the main character of this yeah um yeah, it's there's so many missed opportunities. Like, yeah. like, the thing. Oh, representation, and it's like, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know. They're just casting extras. I don't know if it's representation. I think the extra cast, yeah, the extras yeah, casting, just being like, I don't know, you come in. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just not really thinking about it. Yeah, because yeah. they were literally the only two people of color in the film. I think there was one Asian guy in the a cappella group oh, sure. saying because <laughs> I was like Asian guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. But yeah. Anyways, that's a lot of Mona Lisa's work. Yeah. It's an experience. It. We're on an hour 30, so Look. it sounds like it's a good time yeah. to get to Bag or Birth. Bag or Birth. I'll go first. Um, it's a bit for me. 
Uh, it's very like, like you can you can chuck it on while you're doing the laundry or like folding mm. some laundry or mm. airing or washing your laundry in public. If you <laughs> As somebody says, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's inoffensive and it's kind of yeah, it's nice con- conceptually, but the film kind of goes nowhere. The film doesn't earn its endings, and the relationships could be much better written. So it's okay, but it doesn't. You know, even a film as bad as Don't Worry Darling tickled me so much more. <laughs> it gave me something. This was pleasant, and it was fine. It was, it's a biff. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I can go next. You go. Oh. Yeah, for me, um, I'd say that this world was comforting. It was really nice seeing so many relatively well-drawn characters. Like, they could have been sketched stronger, I think. But it was. I was really invested in... In all of the different storylines, except for maybe Connie. Um, yeah, and I think the... Like, I really like teaching stories. Like, I... Oh, I wonder why. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a really cool, like, dynamic that forms when you have an inspiring teacher. Like, the reason why I'm training to be a teacher, as you alluding to, is because I had some really, really great teachers. And I think that is a really... Like... Not sacred, but like it's a special relationship, mm. right? Like well, someone they help who is, you grow as a human, right? Yeah, like passionately passing on information. I think that's dope as hell. And um, yeah, so for that purpose, I was like, the setup was so strong, it kind of got there. By the end, it was a little shaky, but that's enough for a bag for me. Because you know, I really wish we had more movies like this nowadays. Because mm. we just don't. It's just disappeared. We don't. Off yeah, and we don't have a lot of female ensembles, which I really, yeah. really yeah. liked about this movie. Women, women. Uh, so yeah, this one is. This is very. I mean, this is why it's a mixed bag, mm, right? I feel good, like this is right teetering yeah. in the middle. This is a very good choice. I think there is a version of this film, or yeah, the the play in my head that I would <laughs> want from this. That would be, I think, really good. There's so much. I feel like there's a lot of really p- good potential here. Mona Lisa Smile the Musical. There's, there's. I think I don't. I just. I think there is a really interesting piece of potential here for a really good thing. But I think it just loses its way so often, and it. it I've, it's one of those things. I think, like you were saying, it feels mm. really like it's it's rocketing along the first half hour. Mm, I think you said, yeah. and then it, and then it really goes off because I was like at the beginning of that, I was like, yeah, this, this seems like a bag. This is like this is really working for me, mm. and then it just sort of. Yeah, it set up a lot of things that it didn't follow through with or we spent too much time on stuff that I didn't want to spend too much time yeah. on instead of spending on the time on the things I really was interested in. Um, and I feel like there was a, so much missed potential for something which could have been a really beautiful film. Um, so even though I, 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 yeah, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I don't mm, think it was no, something where I'm like, it, it was a, a bad film or like something where I was angry to get through it. Mm. It's right on the edge. I feel like for me, I'm going to go with Biff just because I'm like, mm. my, you know, my standards are high. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I'm like, I, it, it was I think we was both so wanted much, to bag this. Like, yeah, I'm a very generous bag bagger. This, <laughs> but I'm just like, I feel like this is, um, yeah, this, this, it could have been so much better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would bag this cast, though, I think. Oh, yeah. What a stacked cast. I don't know if we fully said, but like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so cool at that time period to have. So many like great actors. Julia Styles, come back to us. Yeah, please. Mm. Um, well, great. That is our episode on Mona Lisa Smile. We are all smiling afterwards. Yes. yes. Shout out to Mona. Um, and uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Mixbag Pod on Twitter. 
maybe. I mean, Twitter, one thing we didn't talk about at Pop Culture is it's uh, currently exploding um, with Elon Musk now owning it. Um, but you can also find us on Instagram. Also on Instagram, Mixed Bag Podcast, and on Facebook, uh, Mixed Bag Podcast there as well. You can also email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. We do want to hear from you. You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Five stars, Chaser, get on there. Pod Chaser. Let us know your thoughts. How are you finding this episode? Do you prefer personal picks? Do you prefer um, long seasons or do you like the mix? We have some special apps coming up, though. It's very exciting. Got mm. our schedule planned. We actually sorted our shit out for a bit. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh. Got some, got some real nice episodes coming up. Um, I know we have a schedule plan, James, but do you remember when this is going to drop? So this is going to drop. So our last episode came out on Halloween. So this will come out on the what the fourteenth of. Uh, Great. Well, I'll North. use this time to be like, if you love the voice of James Kane and oh. you want to see him and uh, the face and the face, which I mean, you don't know if you love it yet. In you can find it out. Mm. Um, then you've got time to buy tickets for Homemade Takeaways, which is a new play directed by me, mm. um, which stars James uh, and actually stars him, not as James yeah. previously used. And I will be watching. Saying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really good. It's very funny. It's Ben Wilson wrote the play. It's very beautiful. It's um, cool. And he's great in it and he had to learn how to do a kickflip yes which i will not nail because i my character doesn't have to nail it in the film but he does have to do it Mm. yeah yeah it's awesome it's a great team it's uh, a theater and you can buy tickets now incredible amazing and do we want to leave off on that sure yeah you know nice nice credit okay cool and that's That's a wrap smile you like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.